Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. As always, I am your host, Logan Grigsby, and we're going to have an overwhelmingly outstanding show for you tonight. But first, we have some unfortunate announcements, trigger warning, so if you want to skip for the next 30 seconds, go ahead. Um, obviously, there's shit going down in the uh, EDM community right now. We at the Electric Punch Podcast absolutely stand with victims and survivors of sexual assault. We think it's absolutely disgusting that some people are trying to take advantage of their positions to groom, drug, take advantage of people. We believe in creating and maintaining a space that is inviting, welcoming, and most importantly, uh, positive to all uh, people of all cultures, ethnicities, and backgrounds, and we help up to build a community where you feel safe and comfortable in your ability to call a creep the fuck out. So again, fuck the government, fuck Putin, fuck fentanyl dealers, and most importantly, fuck monsters who take advantage of their position. I'm looking at you, Mize. Fuck your couch. So with that, I would like to welcome tonight's guest, up-and-coming rapper, R- LF Gleam. So to open things up, I would like to ask something we're all dying to know. If you had to kill one Disney character, any Disney character, who would it be, how would you do it, and why are you choosing them? One Disney character, hmm. It'd probably be uh, Mufasa from Lion King. Oh, man. Because he's kind of a dick. So <laughs> <laughs> and I always just didn't like him. <laughs> okay, so um, let's let's get this started with a little bit of your background. Are you a Kansas City native? Yeah, Kansas City local, born here, uh, raised here most of my life, moved around a little bit, but I came back here because it's just my home. Absolutely. It's always been my home as well. So do you come from a musical artistic family or do you kind of consider yourself to be the first musician or artist of your family? Uh, well, really, um, it's actually a crazy story how I got into music. Um, I grew up listening to like rock and metal. Absolutely. And, same. Like my family always played music. My mom plays piano. My dad plays. My sister played violin and I used to play guitar. And I kind of just got into hip hop through EDM okay. production, actually. Pretty, pretty big spectrum then. Yeah. Absolutely. So how, how do they feel about your career aspirations? Are they pretty supportive? Um, at first it was a little, cause you know, my parents are from Kenya, so they're mm-hmm. a little strict. So Absolutely. I kind of came up in like the hood and stuff like that. And I was doing a whole bunch of, you know, gang shit and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, this is, this is sketchy. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of started to take music more seriously and it kind of just started to go from there. People started to recognize mm-hmm. me and stuff. So Absolutely. they support it now. So you said you kind of grew up listening to rock, metal music. So what did kind of inspire you to start making music? Um, well, I moved to Ohio, uh, mm-hmm. Avon Lake, Ohio, specifically the richest county in Ohio. Um, Once you go to Ohio, you can never come back. <laughs> down in Ohio. And it's like one of those cities where like, you know, there's like no black kids, right? So it was like me and one of the black kid. And mm-hmm. he came up to me. He's like, hey, I know you, you know computers because I study computers. He's like, can you use this program called FL Studio to make me a XXX type beat? I was like, I can try. I did that. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I don't know how to rap. Can you do my ad libs? <laughs> I was like, sure. And then I did the ad libs. He was like, you should start rapping. And then I just started right from there. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So if you could destroy one food so that nobody could ever eat it again, what are you choosing and why? One food. That's a hard decision. Um, It'd probably be, what is it called? Fish eggs? What are they called? Oh, uh, uh, caviar. Caviar. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not bad, but it's like, Why? Why are yeah, you eating that? <laughs> okay, so you might make both beats and you rap. Which do you believe you're more passionate about? Um, well, up until a few months ago, it'd probably be making beats. And mm-hmm. then 
in the past year or so, uh, people are like, oh, like you, we noticed like when you're rapping on your own beats, it's just like, there's so much more energy to it. And like, you just flow better with it. So I'd have to say both of them I'm extremely passionate about just Absolutely. because of how I actually got into making music. Mm-hmm. So are you pretty self-taught or did you have any teachers? Do you have any teachers that were inspirational to you? Um, I have one. He's a KC local. His name's uh, David Reed. Um, he's actually the first engineer I met when I came back. Before that, I had I started just by myself and then I ended up going to school in Atlanta at SA Music Institute for mm-hmm. music production and audio engineering. Okay, badass. Came back here and started taking it seriously after that. Mm-hmm. So what was the first instrument you put, picked up? I know you said a little bit of guitar. Uh, first instrument I ever played was a trumpet in band, trumpet. Okay. middle school band. So that's where I learned my music theory and everything like All that. All I got is the recorder behind me. So <laughs> hot cross buns for the win. So if you could instantly master any instrument out there, or at least have a really good understanding of it, what do you think you would pick and why? Definitely be a keyboard or a piano, just because learning what I've learned in music production, like especially my dad told me when I was little, the piano is the basis of all instruments. You Absolutely. can learn piano, you can learn any instrument because Absolutely. of the scales. Absolutely, it's a, such a good jump off point. If you can read music and if you know all 64 keys on a piano, you can do anything from yeah. there. So I, I absolutely believe that. That's usually my go-to instrument. So have you ever helped mentor or teach somebody else? Actually, I have. I have a like a record label collective called LRF, which is in my name. Leverage Forever is what it stands for. And we have a few members. Um, my homie Greenlight, uh, I kind of been teaching him music production through the past three years. And then I have another homie named Alakam who I met through music. He paid me one day. He didn't know how to rap. So for the past two years, I've been teaching him how to rap. And he's actually followed out to my footsteps quite a bit. Kind of sounds like me when he's rapping. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about your creative process. What does that look like for you? Does it just inspiration just hit you in the middle of nowhere do you kind of lock yourself in a room and just until you write write out a banger of a song or? so with me um i i guess i have adhd so i'm absolutely, like always absolutely. thinking about stuff so like say i'll be at my nine to five job mm-hmm. and, and i'll just, have like melodies pop in my head or i'll have a verse or something pop in my head i'll start writing it, write and it down real quick i get home and i get on my laptop and i'm like okay let's make this beat I'm going to write lyrics while I'm making the beat at the same time. I'm going to mix everything at the same time. It's like, I, it's kind of like random a little bit, not really organized or structured, but at the same time, it's like when I'm doing it, I'm taking it extremely seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So say you're in a cage, cage match, MMA, octagon, round one being a third grader, round two being two third graders and going up round three, three third graders. And then every 10 rounds, you get a really buff fifth grader. How many rounds do you think you could last? I'm really buff fifth grader. I mean, well, I used to be that buff fifth grader, so I could probably go until I'm dying of uh, asthma. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you gotta throw those little bastards maybe, off Maybe your a back. solid seven or eight rounds, to be honest. <laughs> so when you're making music, you think you're making it for yourself or are you making it with your audience in mind? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. When I first started, I, I was kind of jaded a little bit because I was like, oh, look at all these people posting, you know, trash music and stuff. And like, and they're blowing up. So like, oh, they're making music for other people, not for themselves. But like with the understanding I actually have of music, when I'm sitting there, and I'm making something. It's like, I'm definitely making this for myself because people have told me like, oh, I don't like this beat. I don't like the way you're rapping. And I'm just kind of like, it doesn't bother. I don't really yeah, care because I'm not making it for you. If it comes, <laughs> it's not for you. Yeah. It's for you. You don't it's have to listen to it. Yeah. So, so how do you know that when you are finished with a song? 
that's a hard question because I have an issue with not Absolutely. finishing things a constantly. Lot people, a lot of people do yeah. or always want to sit there and tweak it and tweak it. Yeah, of it. course. But then also, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So I'll spend hours and hours, days, months. Mm-hmm. Like there's songs I've been writing for two years now, but I'll know, I'll know it's finished because I've started to start just send projects to a bunch of people not caring just be like how does this sound how's this sound because you always need feedback absolutely that actually goes into my next question do you have dedicated friends dash people you know that you go to for constructive criticism it's pretty much anyone around me that i think would possibly enjoy what i'm putting out i'll ask them i need need your most honest brutal opinion i don't care if it's bad if it's good just tell me what it is because whatever you tell me will help me figure out what I need to change if I need to change anything. Absolutely. Constructors consider this. I like to do the compliment sandwich. One good thing, one bad thing, one good thing. So that way I still feel good about my stuff. But eh. but yeah, absolutely. Constructive crit- criticism is always the best. Um, okay. So if you could be any mythological creature, anything from unicorn, dragon, lizard person, what do you think you would be? And the logical creature. Hmm. You know the headless horseman? Headless horseman would be dope. I like, just I like him because uh he's you know he's cool. He's a cool guy. You know, he rides <laughs> he's a cool a guy. He's got those vibes. He's a, he's a ghost. He he lights up in the dark and he doesn't have a head. He doesn't say too much, but you know everything about him. <laughs> so that's that's kind of how I see myself is I don't always try and say too much, but at the same time, you can definitely understand me when I do say something. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, speaking of mythical creatures, what are your views on aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and the Kraken? So, I grew up in a religious household. My dad is actually a pastor, a minister. Oh, man. So, you know, in the Bible, it's like, oh, spirits and stuff, they don't exist. I'm like, okay, well, I don't necessarily not believe in God. I don't believe in him is a comment in between but mm-hmm. when it comes to aliens and ghosts and stuff like i'm like that shit definitely exists aliens 100 percent. there's like, no way they're not out going there. through the stuff you see on the internet and like doing research i'm like the, you can tell the government's yeah. hiding things that they don't want you to know about like ghosts nine out of ten most likely <laughs> bigfoot i think that's just a gorilla bigfoot, who escaped yeah. from the zoo Bigfoot's and people gorilla. like saw the gorilla from the zoo like, i mean oh. with, with ghosts so like i had an experience when i lived in olathe a long time ago mm-hmm. bought a ouija board did something with it my parents were throwing a party i had an attic in my closet oh. uh, never opened we had no reason to open it my parents don't put stuff in the attic so i went in there one day they're like oh go to bed put on your pajamas went in there opened the closet it was open had a dream the same night something came out of there, dragged me into the basement, cut me in half. Tell me how the <sighs> next week me and my parents had moved out of the house when Oof, I told them about that. Good. So spirits or something, they definitely exist. Like they have to. Mm-hmm. Like we're not just we're not just pieces of meat. Like there's a soul in us and it has Absolutely. to go somewhere when we die. Absolutely. I'm a big I'm very spiritual. We're all energy. Our energy tra- transfers and it goes somewhere. So I definitely am a big believer in that. So, what is uh, your astro- astro- astrological sign, by the way? Uh, what am I, a Capricorn? Capricorn? Yeah, I don't really know a lot about astrology, yeah. so that's as much as I know. I'm, not a, I'm no expert either, but do you think that signs may maybe affect the type of music or art that people might make? Uh, I think a lot of people take it like, I think they think too deep about it. Like, I can tell, like, you know, going through social media, like, I can see how people, oh, Capricorn's this, you know, Sagittarius mm-hmm. is this, but I don't think it's completely defining who you are. I think it's if you give into it. Yeah, you kind of manifest, yeah, you manifest what you put it. out. I absolutely Because there are that people well. that are Capricorns that are nothing like me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, clearly they're doing something different. They're not, <laughs> they're not giving into it that deep. Okay. So tell me the story behind the name LRF Gleam. LRF how did you come? Obviously, live rich forever. <laughs> so 
So, um, actually the gleam part, uh, so I moved to Ohio for a little bit. I said that, um, Cleveland specifically, I was up there at a death metal concert for a band called Oceano mm-hmm. and Trippy Red, actually, he's from Cleveland. Oh, so yeah. he, he's actually into music like that too, like heavy rock and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I met him there and I didn't know who he was at the time. Cause I wasn't really that deep into rap before I started. So mm-hmm. I looked him up when I got home on YouTube and he had a song named gleam and it was spelled G L E E M. And I was like, did like two hours of research. So I was like, okay, there's no one else that has that name. <laughs> if I want to be a rapper, I'm taking that name. And then after I came, went to a Atlanta for school, came back here. I was like, man, all these rappers doing like these three letter acronyms and putting them in front of their names. I was like, let me just start my own thing. So I was like, I want to live rich forever. When I say rich, I mean like not money wise, uh, like rich as in my life, my spirit. I just Absolutely. Be rich. So I that like, okay, that actually was kind of going into my next question as well. What do you consider being rich? What do you, what do you need to have a rich, balanced, fulfilling life? So me, to be rich to me is the fact that, because I've been through a lot of things, like mm-hmm. I was, I'm considering myself a very lucky person of the stuff I've been through. Mm-hmm. And to me, being rich is just being able to wake up the next day and just feeling good about what you're doing, appreciating Absolutely. the life you have. Because there are people that they they have millions of dollars they go to bed one night they don't wake up yeah like, i'm just like okay i woke up the next day i could, every day is a day a chance for you to do something better mm-hmm. no matter how bad your situation is i don't want to sh- shout out kanye but look at him he's a billionaire <laughs> and he's having a fucking mental breakdown <laughs> yeah. every other day so money obviously every every uh, isn't obviously isn't everything financial stability is nice the ability to go and do what you want do what yeah. you're passionate passionate about without having to worry about rent and shit like that obviously very important but at the end of the day a million dollars i can i can pass on that yeah okay so do you consider yourself a team player or do you think you kind of work better by yourself um so it's it's really just i can work better with people mm-hmm if I see that they have the same mindset as me, like I've had a lot of people, like I have a studio at my house in KC. I've had a lot of people come through and they're like, yeah, they're paying me and everything. So mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal, but they waste time. I'm like, okay, you don't have the same mindset as me. You're not taking this as seriously. Absolutely. Like it kind of goes back to, are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it for someone else? Mm-hmm. And it's really, if you're doing it for yourself and I can see that, then I can work with you. I can be a team player, but I'm really picky about who I do music with mm-hmm. because I don't want, anything subpar absolutely i had a uh owner of a not a talent agency but a whole management agency and he said the whole thing he's gonna go out there and he's gonna bust his ass to get your name out there and get everything out but if you're not putting in as much work or not putting in more work than he is what what the hell is the point so i understand that completely you absolutely got to sit there and put in the work and nose the grindstone it's not easy and it takes a lot of sacrifice but if you're willing to put in that work and you were willing to make those sacrifices it's going it's going to come out of course it's all about sacrifices at the end Mm -hmm. of the day do you consider yourself a uh, competitive person and who do you would you consider to be your biggest competition um competitive wise i guess in locally a little bit but i've come to not really care too much about that i saw i read something in a book it said you can't change the mountain you can only change how you climb it absolutely so competitive wise yeah obviously you should be competitive no matter what if you're in any industry like that like if you're not competitive at least a little bit you're probably gonna fail or not get as far but i don't really care about it that deep my biggest Mm -hmm. competition though there are a couple rappers out of kc that are pretty famous um one's named sleazy world go he has Mm -hmm. a few big songs and cosigns people like drake little Dirk, stuff like that Mm-hmm. And there's another more local, smaller one named CSB Bino, but 
yeah, they're competition at the end of the day. Like I'm going to try and do better than them, better mm-hmm. than what I put out before, but it's all about making connections. Like don't see them as enemies. Like absolutely. If you can get absolutely. work with them, make the connections. We're very big here in the EDM community. Yeah. I ask this a lot. And most of the time it's like, Hey, we don't see competition. So you consider kind of yourself, your biggest competitions, wanting to see yourself, wanting to be better than you were yesterday, oh, better yeah. making better than you were previously. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'll compare the thing I'm working on right now, a project I'm working on right now to what I made before that what i dropped before that i'm like okay i cannot make drop a music a song or something that's worse than the one i dropped before it has to be at least a little bit better on the same level because if i do that then you're not i'm not making any progress absolutely i i could not agree more okay so if you could throw a benefit concert for any charitable cause what do you think you would want to raise money for and why raise money for um not to go into like skin color or anything but not necessarily like Black Lives Matter, but more, you know, I am black. Mm-hmm. So more like how they say, you know, building up the community, the community, especially do with the police, like helping the police be better. Like, be I don't better. hate the police. I've had maybe one bad experience with police. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more like, you know, you can't put them all in the same category. Like, not all bad, but there's definitely situations that could be changed mm-hmm. if. The they had proper training. Yeah, exactly. Some people obviously need to get go through psych yeah, testing like and make sure and they're it, not nuts. I guess you can blame the officer themselves, but like it's more to like okay, they went, they wanted to be an officer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be their character. Most of the time, it's they went to the the department and they didn't give them the right training. Mm-hmm. They taught Absolutely. them the wrong shit. I could not agree more. I feel like in a way they get very t- taught it's us against them, yeah. and it's very divisive yeah. when it should be. There should be here to protect and serve. And I completely agree that a lot of police do join up for just for that. They want to protect their community. They want to protect their little sisters. They want to protect their family. Yeah. And then they, unfortunately, they get trained and then they get jaded and they get shit like that. And unfortunately, it brings them down, can bring them down a bad path. Not every cop, I, I am a big believer in that. Not every police officer is bad. I, I do hate the government system obviously yeah, i say the fuck the government up, yeah. pretty much every podcast but at the end of the day they are people as well okay so do you have a favorite smell and favorite why? smell um not specifically a favorite smell but like when it comes to like say candles or incense mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of like the you know the dairy smells like cupcake or pumpkin yeah, or something like too that much. So like citrus or like Ooh, beach smell that. spring smell i don't know if it's just because i'm african and like we're like super you know, Islander, but love I just fruit, love, love I fruit. love those fruit smells. No, and stuff I, like I that. get that. I, I, I agree. I'm more of a fruit guy than a cupcake guy anyway. Okay. So if you could ask your future self one thing, what do you think it would be? Why didn't you take this stuff seriously sooner? <laughs> Cause it's like, I thought like there's times like two years ago, I was thinking, I was like, I could be taking this seriously, but fuck it. I'm just not going to. And now I'm like, here, I'm like, damn why didn't i start taking it more seriously because i'm watching people blow up consistency like why didn't i stay consistent absolutely and that is the biggest thing is staying consistent and just working at it and doing doing it I, i i could not agree more um so if you could go back five years and give yourself some advice what do you think it would be don't get into the streets like i grew up in well on my mom and my stepdad's side, they always had a lot of money. 
And then I went to my dad's side because my parents were divorced when I was like one and got into the streets. And I was, so I guess it kind of helps. I saw both sides of it. So I mm-hmm. learned while I was young, but I was like, I'm now I'm like, at the end of the day, no matter what it helped me, the connection I made, like it's always affecting what I can actually do when it comes to business or anything like that. Why did I have to get into the streets? Why did mm-hmm. I have to do the things that I actually did? Absolutely. So do you have any artists in particular that inspire you and what about them inspires you? Um, uh, probably be biggest artist, maybe Gunna. A lot of people say when I'm rapping, like the way I've rapped fast, mm-hmm. kind of sound like Gunna. And that's because like one of the biggest artists I got into when I first started rapping was like Gunna and YSL and those Atlanta rappers. Cause I did go to school down there. And at the time they were, the way they took music down there is like different than any other state I had been to. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if, if there's anything you want to do, don't try and sound like someone, but at least get influence from it. So I got a lot of influence absolutely, from Atlanta absolutely. rappers. Absolutely. Never copy somebody yeah. or copy their method yeah. but definitely take inspiration from that and i don't ever think that's a bad thing if you see somebody and you love them and you absolutely vibe with their music what's wrong with taking inspiration from that yeah hmm. so if you could go on tour with any three artists who do you think you would choose and why any three artists this is going to be influenced by not only like your artistic level but uh say like how relevant you are right now because relevancy is a huge thing absolutely. In, in any industry um First would probably be Gunna and Young Thug if they weren't in jail. <laughs> uh, we'll break them out just for this show, or Yeet. we'll do one of those prison yard I don't know if you've shows. heard of the rapper Yeet. Um, I'm not going to say his music is amazing, but he's extremely relevant from what's actually kind of going up right now. Mm-hmm. And then the last would be uh, artist from out here in KC, probably sees the world go because of actually how big he is oh, yeah. in the country. Okay. Sounds like a pretty good lineup. Okay. So... Do you have an absolute dream venue or festival you'd absolutely kill to play at, be at, be it uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater or be it, uh, what's that one down in Rolling Loud? Do you have any dream? Yeah. Do you have any dreams? Rolling, Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud for sure. I would love Rolling Loud, but after I saw how they did my boy Kid Cudi, it's yeah. just. Yeah. Uh, I only say Rolling Loud because. Rolling Loud is probably one of the only big venues slash tours that actually brings on unknown artists, like local artists. Absolutely. Still. Like there's a guy I saw on TikTok the other day. He's like, I performed at Rolling Loud for the first time ever to 13 people. And then two months later, he has like a million followers on God Spotify. Goddamn, goddamn. That's the way to do it, though. That is the way to do it. Okay. Okay. So if you could go on tour in another country for a year, any country in the world, but you couldn't come back to the States for that year. What country do you think you'd want to go to and why? You're going to sound a little fucked up, but uh, Japan. Japan? No, that, <laughs> that would be badass. It seems like in Japan, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a black dude, they love you. There's random people down there that are just random black people in the United States and they're on billboards. I, so I, like, I have it, heard that. I yeah, have heard not, that they are very weird with yeah. darker skin people. It's because they don't really ever see them. Yeah, so they're all like kind I of guess. celebrities. And it's not like, I know it's not like organic, but at the same time, any publicity is good publicity. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. At least you get a bunch of followers super fast. Okay. So how would you describe your sound? Uh, the biggest thing people say about my sound is it's just different. Like, you know, there's people that come out and they just start dropping music locally and they're not super big. And the people that, like, oh, my sound is different, but it's actually not like you sound like someone else at a lower quality. The thing about my sound is people say like it's legitimately 
they've never heard something that sounds like what I'm making before. So I just say one word, just different. Like that's experimental. all unique. experimental a little bit like mainly cause I started off in EDM. So there's a lot of EDM influence in the beats I make. Absolutely. And I, I've always said that the combinations of genre and I've known for a long time that EDM is going to merge with everything. I love fucking EDM with rock. Yeah. I love punk, punk EDM shit like that is kind of like the coolest thing coolest thing to me is just seeing these people experiment with yeah. two genres that you would never think would go together yeah uh my guilty pleasure song at one point was old town road just because one it was it was god it was a goddamn banger yeah i mean it was and yeah. then two like <laughs> it really did combine rap and country music in such a way that nobody saw that come in personally i mean little not sexy is cool but mm-hmm. i mean yeah old town road was different when it came out no one had done something completely like that before i personally wish speaking of him i wish he had kind of stayed on that track because mm-hmm. he kind of flew way yeah. off when he got a little bit bigger okay so this one might be a little bit hard would you rather drive the oscar meyer glizzy mobile or the mr peanut mobile mr peanut is the mr peanut mobile a giant peanut giant peanut yes and the glizzy mobile is a giant glizzy. giant hot dog yeah <laughs> I'm about to say the peanut one because I know if I drive the glizzy one, I'm going to be gassed. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm never going to hear the end of that. <laughs> okay, so what is some advice that you have been given that has always stuck with you? Uh, my stepdad always told me about anything I wanted to do. Anything because I used to, you know, kids have those phases. I went to, one day I was in skateboarding. The next day I was into music. The next day I was into something else. He's like, no matter what you're doing, just do it right. Don't do it and fail like many people before you have. Just Absolutely. make sure you do it right. So Take I think about that every time. It, yeah. Work hard, yeah. put that work in. Absolutely. So I get that completely. So how do you see yourself in your brand evolving in the next five years or so? Um, well, I used to think in the past few years, two or three years, I thought I was, oh, I was all that. But as I got older, I kind of figured out, I was like, well, no matter how much work I'm doing now, I need to do more because there's someone out there who's always doing less that has made it way further than you so no matter what you always just have to do more so next five years probably uh i've never dropped a music video before this mm-hmm. is actually my first podcast too uh well hell yeah start glad doing to, glad getting to have it, you on. yeah start getting into the industry a little bit more taking this stuff more seriously then i think by within the next five years i should be pretty well known if not maybe mainstream i'm not saying anything like oh it's set in stone but the path i'm going on right now and the support I'm actually getting right now at such a low level, I, I could see myself getting a lot bigger than where I'm at in 2022. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you had to choose one state to get rid of completely, off the map, wipe it out, what state are you choosing and why? I feel like North Dakota is completely useless. North Dakota. Like, who hears anything useless. about North Dakota? Ever. I dated a girl from North Dakota once and all she did was complain about it. So that I sounds about understand, right. <laughs> understand cow patties and cold and snow in September. Okay. How would you summarize your life so far in one sentence? My life, people say this all the time. Mm-hmm. I can act, I feel it. My life has been a movie. Like, when I was little, I never thought I would go through the things I've gone through in the past four or five years. And then it kind of just all happened. So my life is a movie, like legitimately. Absolutely. It's happened so fast. So if you could be remembered for one thing, 
what would you want it to be and why? Actually creating a new sound in a genre, like not just like making an off branch of mm -hmm. what's already existing. I'm, I'm talking like an actual, an actual completely new, new sound, sound. Something nobody's like, ever thought yeah, of before. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess you mentioned Kanye. I mean, I guess he kind of did do that. Like he's, when he came in, he made it something that people hadn't really heard before. I got, I got a lot of respect for Kanye. It definitely, I recognize that he's kind of insane and I do not agree with the <laughs> shit that he's saying now, but I definitely do got respect for the, for the music he makes and the talent that he did put into it. He really did change the game. Yeah. So I uh, com completely agree. Yeah. agree. So what do you like most about Kansas City? Oh, that's a steep question because there's not a lot of things like out here. <laughs> uh, what do you mean you don't like that it can be 20 degrees in the morning and 70 degrees by afternoon? It'd probably be afternoon. that, to be honest. There's a lot of things to not like, but I don't, I don't like the weather out here. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing I like most about the city, though, is just that when it comes to like, music, everyone's not really you know, like haters, I guess. Like there's, I mean, yeah, there's going to be those people oh, that are like, oh, get out of here. Like, oh, this is not good. You're they're, never going to make definitely it. definitely are negative like, Nancy's everywhere. And I've been all around the country. So I've seen like a lot of industry situations, in a lot of different places. I think the most thing is like everyone out here, I, and I, it kind of goes to how we're not super relevant in a lot of industries yet. We're um, getting there. It's kind of like, we're everyone's kind of like a family almost. Like everyone's always supportive no matter what, even if they say something different in the back of their head, they're still like, okay, well maybe one day he'll be, he'll be the one to put Casey on the map or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love Kansas City for the same reason. We really are a big family. Obviously there are those negative Nancys and there are those fuck nuts, but yeah. they're, 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 they're everywhere. They're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, You're not no going to get away from those. Yeah. If you could have been raised anywhere else in the world, where would you have chosen? Be it Florida, California, Italy, Europe? Atlanta. Atlanta? Atlanta, Absolutely. just because I have a lot of family down there and I went to school over there, so I've been around there a lot. Like, yeah, music is a pretty big thing over here, but it's, over there, it's like, big down there. there's people over there, that's their entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, if, they, if it wasn't for music, they would be dead or in jail or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it'd probably be Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. I, got a, I got a lot of respect for Atlanta. It's a good city. I've I been there a couple yeah. times. I see Atlanta as like a bigger, more appreciative Kansas City, pretty much. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I know they, they do a lot of fi film, film and movie stuff down yeah. there as well. So it really is a really big place for all sorts of media and art. Okay. Okay. So besides music, what do you like to do to unwind and relax and kind of recharge your batteries? Um, well, I used to skate. I don't anymore. Uh, pretty much, you know, music, I do it like I take it seriously, but I need something else to do. Like, you know, they say if you do something too much all the time, you're going to get sick of it. No Absolutely. Matter what. No matter how successful you are. At it. Mm -hmm. So like, one of the biggest things that helps me unwind is actually going to my job. Like I work at a dealership. I work mm -hmm. at a key dealership. Like going to my job, doing something in a different category to let me cool down from what I take more seriously. Absolutely. Everybody needs a break and get some. Yeah. Get, and then, you, like you said earlier, you'll be sitting there working at work and you'll get inspiration there. And I yeah, think that's a really exactly. good thing. Yeah. Hmm, so what do you think is one of the biggest sacrifices that you have made for your career? Oh, biggest sacrifices. So I used to be really into like, like 
say like I found like I knew someone who robbed someone that I knew mm-hmm. and I'd try and be like a Robin Hood and I'd go rob them. I used to be really big into that like that area like the situation mm-hmm. like trying to go like be in the streets and like do all that and you know realizing how these rappers are especially these days like no matter what you got to get out of it eventually. Absolutely. And so, there's obviously so much glorification yeah. of the drugs and the street life yeah. and robbing people, but at the end of the day that's not what people actually want to do. Yeah. They just want they it's really just you got to make it seem like you're about it. Mm-hmm. But you know they say fake it till you make it. Not not that I'm faking it. It's just I can say I've been through it. Been through it. But I'm not doing it now. Want, you don't want to do, be a part of it yeah. anymore. It's called growth. It's called development. And I, I, I respect that a lot. So let's talk a little bit about the album you're currently working on. It's called uh, Rich Forever, right? Yeah. So Okay. What is kind of the tone and the vibe that you're going with it? So it's basically my first uh, actual mixtape. Mm-hmm. I just played it like an actual mixtape. going to be 15 songs. Mm-hmm. Um so mainly it's taking everything I've learned. Like I said, I'm a perfectionist. So I haven't really dropped a lot of music in the past few years because I've been trying to not necessarily find my sound, but perfect what I've made already. So it's kind of like showing what I've perfected, what I've learned since I started doing this. Uh, and then also showcasing some of what I've learned through music production myself, my own beats and stuff. Half the album is going to be my own beats produced Absolutely. by me. Hell so. Yeah doing the whole thing there's so many people yeah, have yeah. so many ghost producers or other just regular producers yeah. i got a lot of respect that you're putting the putting the work and doing all of it all over so does the album kind of tell a story or what are you trying to kind um, of convey with it's, it it's pretty much going to tell the story of gleam and what lrf actually is and what we want you to think it is what it's grown into in the past three four or five years because mm-hmm. uh, like, i've dropped singles here and there it's just you know to keep relevancy up not really anything super serious but this Absolutely. this mixtape album is like to show what it's like an almost like an entry into the bigger part of the industry like showing what we're actually bringing to the table absolutely absolutely and i know you said it's obviously your first mixtape and your first album you're working on but how do you think it does compare to some of the stuff that some of the singles and things like that you've made in the past um it shows a lot of growth it's mm-hmm. going to show a lot of growth um like Another green light, he's one of the people, the producers that I've been teaching in LRF. Uh, he helped me start it, actually. Uh, he says, like, every, every new track I bring to him, every new beat I produce, he's like, this is infinitely times better than the last thing you showed me a couple months ago. He's like, this needs to be on the mixtape. This needs to be on the mixtape. I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be on there, and this is going to show what me and you and the other two people in our group are actually putting out these days. Like, what the sound is when we have the money and the popularity and the the recognition to be in a big studio or something and have the equipment, the tools to, to actually take it even more seriously than we are now. It's going to show what it's going to involve into, but this is the beginning of it. Absolutely. And so what kind of inspirations are you drawing from when you are making this current album? Do you have anything? Yeah. Anything that is inspiring Um, you? I don't know if it's going to sound cocky, but I get a lot of inspiration from myself. I, I think it's just the way I think. Like when I think about, Oh, I sat down for eight hours straight and this came straight out of my head. I didn't, I didn't have someone else help me. I sat there by myself and this came straight from my head. I use myself as a huge information inspiration. Appreciate that. So what were you like in high school? Uh, super quiet in high school up until junior, senior year. I actually didn't even study music or anything like that. So I was just super quiet. People always told me like, Oh, we would have talked to you earlier, but you look like so evil. I was like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just a chill person. Like I don't really, that I don't want to talk to. It's just I'm not really gonna talk to you unless I have something to talk about. Because the way I think is like, 
if it's not about what I'm trying to do with my current goals and my accomplishments that I want to get to in you feel life, like it's kind of just wasting. It's all kind of just a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I can I can understand that completely. So you're very I don't want to say tunnel vision, but focus yeah. on and what you're doing. And that's right, mainly right because then. I used to be really really strayed. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of learned recently. I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting older now. I'm 22 years old. Like mm-hmm. I started this when I was 17, 18, and up until when I was 21, I didn't really make any huge progress because Absolutely. I wasn't focused on what I'm actually doing. And I know you said a little bit earlier ADHD, and I completely understand that. My mind's all over the place. So I guarantee I could have gone back five years and tell myself, hey, start focusing and start yeah. working on this stuff now. I, I, I couldn't agree more. ADHD is, is kind of a bit, but it can also be good in a way you get inspiration from a lot of, a lot of things and yeah. a lot of ways that you wouldn't think so. So were you ever, uh, suspended? Suspended. Oh yeah. Uh, actually was it once or twice? I think it was once in fifth grade. There's a super racist kid named Riley. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, N word, you know, blackie oh, stuff like that. Me and like the other five, the five black kids in Gardner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me being me, I was like, okay, well, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna bring three knives and a butcher knife to school and I'm gonna threaten him. <laughs> and I did. And some girl stitched on me because she saw the handle sticking out of my pocket at gym. I don't know why I had it in my gym shorts in gym class. <laughs> Just scaring it around like <laughs> but that. But she stitched on me. They took me there, like, yeah, uh, we found like two knives in your in your locker and like one in your binder and like one in your pocket. I don't know so, how yeah, they got there. I was like, yeah, it's because this dude Riley's being super racist and everything. <laughs> They suspended me for a year. They're trying oh to expel me. God. Yeah, they suspended me for a whole year. And That's bullshit. I watched this video. I think it was last night. And it was this kid kept shoving this dude, shoving this dude, calling me inward and stuff like that. Eventually, dude smacks and just slams him and fucking <laughs> hits him in the face. And then all of a sudden, the teacher jumps up. Oh, stop. Da, 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 da. I'm like, how are you going to stop when the when the kid getting bullied, fi- bullied finally gets his lick yeah. in? The craziest part, though, is I came back a year later. Like, oh, I heard you pulled a machete on the teacher. I was like, what in the fuck are you even <laughs> See, talking that's about? That's the crazy thing. It always becomes kind of like that telephone game of it always gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Okay, so say that you were arrested tomorrow with no kind of explanation. What do you think your friends and family would assume that you were arrested for? Oh, for sure, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh one of the situations I've been in the past few years, like I guess they snitched or something. Someone snitched or something like mm-hmm. that. Like I said, I've been through so much. Like there's definitely things that I could have been arrested for that I haven't been arrested for. But also I've been in jail quite a bit. So it, it'd definitely be like something, something about that. But I'm not too worried about it because statute of limitations in Kansas is only one year. Absolutely. So. <laughs> My parents would probably just think weed. I think probably. Just yeah. Think weed I mean, weed. the first thing I ever got arrested for was weed. So. <laughs> okay. So if you were a pizza topping. What kind of pizza topping do you think you would be? Pizza topping. And why? And what is to you the ultimate pizza? So if I was a pizza topping, I'd say pepperoni. Just because pepperoni is rounded. It's the most liked. You know, like 80% of the population likes pepperoni. Uh, I'm a hamburger guy myself, but fell. Well, actually, hamburger is a fire pizza, though. But it it depends on where you get it from. Absolutely. Absolutely. The ultimate pizza topping I'd say would probably be hamburger out of I wouldn't choose meat lovers or supreme or it, yeah, it'd probably be I'm hamburger. I'm not a big bacon on my pizza yeah. guy. It always gets too greasy yeah. and it's just too much for me. Okay, so if you were a strain of marijuana, 
What kind of marijuana would you be? Would you be an indica? Would you be a sativa? Would you be Bruce Banner? What? Yeah, what kind of marijuana strain would you be? Definitely a sativa, because I used to think I'm a pretty chill person. Like, mm-hmm. I used to smoke a lot. And I know, recently, I took a tea break for like six months, and I started smoking again. I smoked the indica, and I was like, damn, it's making my heart beat and fat. It's so strong. And I smoked sativa. It just felt way better. I'm like, maybe it just has to do with like my ADHD. Like, I'm really up person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like being down a lot like, I feel that. I feel so that probably being a nice high head high sativa chill. something like that something chill something happy not something that's gonna make you have an anxiety attack or something like that absolutely okay so you're obviously mostly rap a little bit trap focused but have you ever and do you plan on experimenting with other genres in the future oh yeah for sure i actually just bought a new macbook uh mainly because one i need I'm not near my studio anymore, so mm-hmm. I moved out. I need a, but I needed a computer that I can start experimenting on EDM more because, like I said, I started off of EDM. electronic music, and I'm trying to get way more into it. Like seeing how, yeah, a rapper gets paid 75k, 100k for a show, but an EDM DJ goes to a a three day, uh, what is it called? A three day festival. Three day festival, mm-hmm. and they make 200, 300k just off that. I'm like, okay, well. Absolutely. If this doesn't work out, I'm definitely going back to electronic music, no matter what. Yeah, I know the guy who did First Day Out. I guess he got like $50,000, and that was his only song. That is crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that's cool, but what do you play for the rest of the time? <laughs> okay, so what do you consider to be the most rewarding part of your job? Like my daily 95? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, of, of, just, mu- of, of music, music, of music, music. Um, just feeling good about what I'm doing. Like I have an issue. My stepdad told me a long time ago, and I don't mind creates evil thoughts. So like I'm sitting there, I'm bored. I'm like, okay, no matter what I'm doing, it used to be video games, but I've kind of strayed way out of that. It's like, okay, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. I don't have anything else to do. I'm gonna do music, and it just helps me calm down. I think that's the most rewarding thing. Like it's better than. Any drug, any amount of drinking, like sitting there being able to make something that came straight from my head and like knowing that it's high quality, mm-hmm. I wasn't trying too hard. People appreciate what it is. They recognize the work that I put in to do it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I hear that a lot, especially like when people are doing performances. Yeah. There's no bigger high than you get on that stage and you got all these people cheering you on, all these people that want to see you succeed. I, I hear there's nothing better than that. I <laughs> happen to be pretty much tone deaf as the walrus, so I don't think I'll ever be a musician or get to feel that. But I got to imagine that has to be one of the best feelings in the world. Okay, so what do you think would be the most stressful part of the job? Uh, I think the most stressful part, like I said, I'm a kind of a perfectionist. So like I have a lot of projects right now that I haven't finished and I'm just now starting to like, okay, I need to finish this. I need to stay consistent. Most stressful part would be like, once I get more money, more recognition, like there's a bigger push to like put out more faster. Absolutely, like for example, absolutely. I saw something that said on an article, it said Lil Uzi Vert has like two, 3000 songs that aren't mm-hmm. dropped, that mm-hmm. aren't finished. I'm like, okay, how do you have that many songs and your only job is to sit there and make music and you're trying to figure out, Oh, what do I put on this album? What do I do for this single? Like this music, like it's just, it seems like a lot, but the same time I know to make it, you have to just say fuck and just go through it. No absolutely. Absolutely. And I know a lot of artists that I've talked to in an interview, they definitely have from my, from my understanding stacks and stacks of unreleased music. Cause in a way, like you said earlier, 
when you release new music, you only want to go up. Yeah. You only want to do better. So I guess I do get that in a way. If you have thousands of songs, if you feel like you're not hitting that quite peak that you want to be, you kind of do just want to sit on it. Yeah. Maybe even release it under a different name or a different yeah. la- label. To I've see actually how thought about that too. I thought about, oh, let me make a random SoundCloud profile. Let me make mm-hmm. something that doesn't really sound like gleam mm-hmm. and just drop it and see what happens. I like, know. I know that's a, a absolutely a big thing here in the EDM scene where some people, their main focus will be trap or their fa- focus will be house, but then they'll be like, okay, let me yeah. switch it up. So let me drop under a different name. But so it's obviously people get are fucking scummy and they're like, oh, they're dropping. This is different. Yeah. I don't like this because it's different. <laughs> duh, 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 duh. But I absolutely love seeing people experiment and try new things. So I don't get that mentality. But on to the next question. Say you're walking by a pool. You see a baby and an elderly lady drowning, who do you jump in to save first? I'm sorry, old lady. The baby's getting saved. The baby's got to get saved. Listen, you've had a good life. You've had a good life. You're like 70, 80. Like, you're probably, I mean, it's it's messed up. Like, you're probably not going to be here in the next couple of years. Like, first, the baby, they're a baby. Yeah, <laughs> first off, the baby didn't put themselves in the pool. Exactly. The baby you somehow got there. in the yeah. pool. The elderly lady, they should, one, so, at least know how to swim, or they shouldn't have gotten in the pool yeah, in the first place. Like, why place. are you why are you drowning? Like, you had, you had 70 years to figure out how to swim and you're drowning? <laughs> <laughs> so, what strengths do you have that make you good at what you do? Um... I have an ability to remember things really well mm-hmm. and like say like I'll be in I'll be in a in a preset in FL Studio and like I'll make a specific save preset that's my own mm-hmm. and I'll be like okay well I need to save this preset and since this this is the best preset I've had for this version of my voice I want to drop any other music that's my voice sounds like this I need to make sure to use that preset so I have an ability to remember things like that like small details really well because it's not always the big details like it's the small stuff that really matters so like I, I guess I just pay attention to the, every detail really that well that is really nice because my memory is all over the place sometimes I can remember what I ate for breakfast seven years yeah. ago but I can't remember what I ate for breakfast I don't, today I, I, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast any day uh, so do you have any on the on a counterpoint do you have any weaknesses that you feel that you're currently working on um inconsistency definitely that like there's a there's a year or so especially like last year i got because like i'm really big on like cars and drifting like that and mm-hmm. like building drift cars so like two of the biggest things i take most important in my life are cars like automotive because i build cars and then oh, yeah. like music so like, okay, well, I got super into that. I got my BMW. I started drifting. I started going to the track, stuff like that. And I kind of strayed away from dropping music. It's trying to, it, the biggest issue I have is being consistent with multiple things that I take seriously in my life at the same time. And it is hard to, abs- it is yeah. absolutely hard to find that balance because sometimes, yeah, you are stressed out. You don't have any inspiration yeah. hitting you. So you just want to fuck around. I know do people this- say, yeah. I know people say money isn't everything, but like when it comes to situations like that, like think about it, if I had the money, I probably would have been fine doing both at the same time, but I didn't. So like, yeah, I guess money's super important also in helping with that situation. Absolutely. So do you have any uh, guilty pleasure artists, be it Katy Perry, Britney Spears? Uh, I have to say, so like I'm really big on production, like music Mm -hmm. production and making instrumentals and stuff. So it's not necessarily like the artists themselves, like, uh, like old Shakira songs, old Rihanna oh, songs, God, like in the Shakira. early two thousands when they started to discover, like, like when FL Studio got updated, when Ableton was coming out, like all these different programs, like 
the the producers like Timbaland, uh, uh, what's his name, Pharrell, like mm-hmm. they started experimenting with the sounds, like listening to those old early two thousands, late two thousands songs. Like it's not, I'm not listening to them for the artists necessarily, but it's the production the quality production on them. It's just what people amazing, were trying, yeah. What stuck, what kind of they experimented yeah. with, like, and they don't make music. Did. They don't make music like that anymore. It's kind of like nostalgic too. Mm-hmm. Like ah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, was there ever any specific concerts or shows that inspired you or stood out in your mind? Uh, definitely the one where I met Trippy Red. Not just because you know he helped me get my name and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also because like that was one of the first deathcore hard metal songs shows I'd ever gone to, and like just seeing like okay, well they're really up on stage like that, playing guitar, just doing everything they can. Like they don't care if they're doing bad, if they're doing good. Like mm-hmm. and that inspires me a lot. Like I've done a few shows out here in KC and that inspires me a lot. Like no matter what anyone's thinking, just remember you're not doing it for them at the end of the day. You're doing it for you. If it helps you be happy, then Absolutely. you're fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. So how do you go about managing your social media presence? Um, I have a huge issue with that actually. And I've always thought maybe I need, maybe I need like a manager or something for social media. I've never been a person that was super big on social media. I am sadly addicted to Facebook, but also like, Like I'm always going through it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I'm addicted to Facebook too. And like, I'm always scrolling on, there, on that scrolling, desk Facebook marketplace. Like I'm always on there. Yeah, but, I love the marketplace. But God. when it comes to like posting myself and stuff like that, I'm kind of learning now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not afraid to say it, but like, maybe it goes back to like insecurity that I used to have. I used to, oh, okay, maybe I'm not attractive enough to post pictures or something. Like, now I'm like, okay, well, I don't care anymore. Like, yeah. no, I get the attraction. Obviously you have to realize in 2022 mm-hmm. with how big social media is, if you want to do one industry social media is tied to every industry you have to have a presence no matter what so i'm trying to learn how to have more of a bigger presence on social media because it's been a problem so going off of that if you had to delete all apps from your phone but three what three apps do you think you would want to keep notes app because that's where i write most of my music uh United Masters, because that's my distributor for my music to get my stuff on Spotify and Apple mm-hmm. Music and stuff. And YouTube, because when I'm not using beats that are my own, that's usually where I get beats from. Mm-hmm. Not just like going and using an MP3. Like I actually go through and buy the beats. Mm-hmm. So definitely YouTube. Those three apps, YouTube, United Masters, and Spotify. Absolutely. That's usually Google what Notes. I hear is one type of music, either YouTube, Spotify, something like that. Then one type of social media or something like that. Never really heard notes before, though. I guess nobody really thought yeah. of that. I mean, I would think, like, do you really want to go back to writing on pen and paper? See, I don't know. I guess I just don't really consider. No, I, I've never really considered notes an app like that. But yes, especially because my handwriting is fucking oh, god, my god hand, My handwriting is horrible. My typing so. speed is good. My typing speed is good. Plus, when yeah. I'm typing in notes, I'm like, like I write my music differently. Like people have told me that, like they see my, I'll show my notes when I'm trying to teach them something. I'm like, don't just write the music like you're. Like you're writing it like, oh, this bar, this bar, this line, like mm-hmm. write it like exactly how I say it. So I'll put every space, every break, every apostrophe, every piece of punctuation. I'll write it like I'm writing an essay. Oh, and that's God. how I get my music to sound smooth. Oh, God, I've that is the exact opposite. When I write my scripts for this podcast, <sighs> I throw grammar out the window. My shit. Eh. 
I've had I've had Dylan over there looking at look look at my stuff, and yeah, he definitely will go and format everything a little bit different for me. Because like in my head, I know what I'm trying to say, and like I know yeah. what's there, and there's always like a little bit of ad libbing to it yeah. for me. Uh, it's just for me, it's just get it out, get it out, so I kind of know, and then if I can reread it, I'm I'm gonna know what I was thinking at yeah. the time. Well, whatever works for you, though. Like whatever works for you. Like that's just what works for me. But like. Even in my, when I'm writing stuff, like I'll, I say a certain word and it's like abbreviated, mm-hmm. like I'll write it like it's abbreviated if that's how I'm saying it. Like, mm-hmm. so whatever works. Okay. So obviously there are negative Nancy's and haters out there. How do you process and deal with that negativity? I just don't pay attention to it. Fuck you it. can't, you can't let it bother you. Just fuck it. Like you let it bother you. You're thinking about it. When I think about something like that, I overthink and it affects what I'm doing. You just can't let it bother you no matter what, no matter how bad it is. Because mm-hmm. remember, for every one person that's saying something bad, there's probably going to be someone else that's saying something good. So Absolutely. just focus on the good. And you can't sit there and let these assholes dwell on you and fucking piss you off because really, they're not doing it. They're not doing what you're doing. They're just sitting there on the exactly, internet yeah. being keyboard warriors. Until you're being, in my yeah. shoes. Exactly. So really, you just got to take that negativity. And I know some people take that negativity and like, oh, yeah, well, you think I'm bad at this. Well, I'm going to drop this banger track that exemplifies yeah. that. And it's not it's not you. that I block it out. It's that, like if it's constructive, like say if you do the same thing I'm doing and it's, mm-hmm. say it's negativity, but it's something that will help me. It's constructive. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there and listen to it. I'll be like, OK, go deeper into it. What is what don't you like? Like, yeah. what do you think would help me by changing it? But like Absolutely. the random negativity, the random hating, like. Don't yeah. pay attention. There's always, no matter how big you get, no matter how successful you are, there's always going to be people that are just hating for Absolutely. no reason because it makes them feel better. Okay. So if you could change one thing about the music industry right now, what do you think you would change? Contracts, like signing contracts, record labels. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen too many artists in every industry, no matter what genre you're in, just get fucked over. Like, oh, I'll sign you for... 300k for four years and you have to drop 10 10 studio albums i'm like okay well that's one that's unrealistic mm-hmm. two now you're being rushed for such a small amount of money and you have to pay it back so what if you don't pay it back and then it gets bigger amounts of money like okay i'll sign you for five million dollars you have to drop 15 20 albums like okay well but it's only a, a year contract or something like that i'm like okay well now they're just putting out bad music they're not mm-hmm. they're not sitting there taking the time to actually sit yeah. there and work and perfect yeah that's it. what Art i changed yeah Absolutely. So thinking back through your career, what's just a random fun memory that kind of pops out to you? Uh, the first show I ever did was mm-hmm. at a place called the Roxy and I think it's in Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, went there, organized that. It's like the first LRF thing I did. All the artists I had met, didn't really know them like as friends, met all the artists in KC, like got a little bit more recognized locally. I was like, hey, I'm throwing this show. Paid like 500 bucks for it, went, booked it set up the DJ software, set up all the tracks and songs. They all sent me their music and it was successful. Like hella people came out to it. People were like, oh, this is amazing music. Like, oh, they actually took this seriously. They did it right. That's what I'm saying. Like if you, my stepdad told me, if you do it right, you'll get the recognition that you're looking for. Absolutely. Don't take times. Don't cut corners. Yeah. Focus and make sure you're doing everything right. At the same time though, just don't think too hard about it. Like people, some people do way too much. Like, yeah. like do yeah. way too much and they're like now they just feel bad because like oh i did all this work and it wasn't quite recognized no, nothing's recognized because yeah, you're thinking too deep about it because yeah. you have to recognize like nothing's promised nothing's set in stone so like don't think about it so deep like relying on it like oh this i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be this for sure like always have a backup plan 
but at the same time, take it seriously. Okay. So what do you do to network and get your name out there? Uh, mainly like I've been doing it recently, but I'm starting to like going to shows. I realize is a big, even if you're not performing, like always go to shows. Cause you never know who's going to be at that show. It could be a show that maybe 200 people show up to none mm-hmm. of the artists are recognized. And there might be a label executive there for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like, they might know the owner. Yeah, and also exactly. like staying consistent gets you a lot of connections. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, but it's not that big of a deal if your music's not that good or whatever. But if you're always consistent, that'll still show people that at least you're taking it seriously. You're putting I'm, in I'm a big believer in that. You yeah. could have honestly the best tracks in the world, but if you can't network yourself, yeah. if you're not consistent, if you're not putting it out there, if you're not putting in that work, it's not gonna go anywhere just because who's gonna hear it? <sighs> okay, okay. So. What is something that you have done that you would recommend everybody do or try before they de- die? Like related to music or about in general? Anything. In general, um, don't lose focus. Like the biggest thing, we're humans. Mm-hmm. We're animals at the end of the day. Absolutely. With any animal, doesn't matter if you're uh, sentient or not. Stay mm-hmm. focused. Like you notice pe- animals in the wild, they're not just sitting there idling. They're always focused on one thing or another. Survival, if it has to be that. Mm -hmm. Getting food, reproduction. Like, you lose focus, you sit there, now you get depressed. Start Mm -hmm. getting the things you don't want to be. Just And everything ends up bad. You fall off, and then you'll be sitting there a year or two later. You're like, oh, why did I lose focus on what I was doing? If I would have stayed where I was now, then I could be where this person's at. Now you're comparing yourself. You don't want to end up in that situation. You just have to stay focused no matter how hard it is. Just stay focused. Absolutely. So... Are you a nervous person? Do you ever get nervous? How do you kind of deal with pre-show jitters and kind of hype yourself up? I, I do get nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Like, especially with ADHD, I feel like nervousness is a part of my personality. But I remember when I saw it. Someone said, if you're not nervous and you're not scared, Mm -hmm. you don't have enough motivation to do it. Because if you had the motivation to do it, you would do it nervous. You would Mm -hmm. do it scared. Absolutely. Like I said, this is my first podcast. Yeah, I had some nervousness. First music video, yeah, I'm nervous. Since first time I dropped a song, yeah, I was nervous. First show, I was nervous, mm-hmm. but I still did it because I knew it's a jump. You gotta yeah. jump, jump out. I'm, I've, I've yeah. gone skydiving a couple of times. God damn, I was nervous. <laughs> but goddamn, sometimes if you're, if you're doing it nervous, then you know you can do it. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather be remembered for being a good person or for being kind of a big bit of a dick, but with some sick ass beats? Well, there's plenty of quote unquote good people that are not really good people yeah absolutely. more like the public eye like ignorance is a huge thing there's plenty of good people in this world in this country that you know in the back of your head they're not a good person but you're gonna ignore it because of how popular they are i'd rather be a dick with good beats because if i'm a dick i'm real i'm honest i'm not lying about trying to make myself look good because if you if you're lying to make yourself look good are you really a good person absolutely, <laughs> absolutely and i agree with that there's I've always heard there's like this Japanese proverb where you have three masks, one you show to like strangers, one you show your friends and family, and then the third mask is you, who you only you will see. And I completely agree that, yeah, only you can sit there and fake and pretend to be a good person, but that does not make you a good person. It's about being real. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the ultimate form of potato? Potato. 
baked potato. Baked potato. Baked potato is amazing. I gotta love me the twice baked potato. That's usually my go-to. Amazing. I love the crunchy skin, the soft inside. Throw some hot sauce, some sour cream, some cheese on there. Butter. It's good to go. (laughs) So we are unfortunately running a bit on time. So I would like to thank you for coming on. Is there anything you would like to shout out? Any homies you want to give shouts out to? Check out my uh, check out my mixtape when it drops. It drops uh, November first. Uh, single don't tr- don't play just dropped um drops on spotify and alpha music uh the 30th of this month in about a week um lrf gleam liverish forever and i hope you you guys have a good day <laughs> oh hell yeah well again thank you for taking the time to come on i really really appreciate it of course it. i appreciate and you too for everybody listening i'd like to thank you guys for taking the time to come to listen you guys have a amazing weekend stay safe stay sexy kansas city and remember fuck the government fuck putin fuck sexual assaulters fuck and fuck is it misa misa Fuck that guy. Can't even remember his name. That He's already that irrelevant. Thank you, and you guys have a wonderful weekend.